0: Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Down the block, Andrew John Inside for Elba. Elba will score! The Bibles has won! The Bibles get the score! Big G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We're going to go through some of the news over the last couple of days, some of the breaking news, uh, some rumours getting around, just some quotes, I uh, give my live reactions on the vast majority of these coming from Clarkie's Rugby League column, but a bit to get stuck into here. So let's kick it off. Some of the topics we're going to be cro- uh, covering, the Tigers' halves of 2024, uh, the Gold Coast Titans, their backline 2024, Nathan Brown, uh, a couple of clubs looking at him, uh, Jason Tamalo, and his worth. Very interesting. Michael Jen- Jennings, Jenko. Uh, he's popped back up. Looks like he could have a training trial somewhere. Uh, Kai Pierce-Paul, one of my could-be-anythings coming over from England to the NRL. Wayne Bennett. And, of course, and that's our last one, Wayne Bennett. So we've got those topics to talk about. Let's kick it off with the Tigers. halves for next year. So, obviously, Aiden Caesar is at the club. They've obviously got young Latu Fainu, one of my could-be-anythings. And Bud Sullivan, who has been a talent for quite some time at the Dragons, just hasn't been able to... One, get the opportunity, and two, to be fair, put it all together consistently. Been injuries and out of form and all this sort of stuff, but a guy with a heap of talent. Now, Benji Marshall, and this is coming from the Daily Telegraph, he has said, uh, Benji Marshall says, Latou final and Jaden Sullivan will be the Tigers' halves in round one if they own the preseason. Uh, now, I don't think this is at all saying that Aiden Caesar is the outsider or he's not going to be the guy. I think all Benji is saying here is that, hey, there's two fucking jerseys in the middle here, and whoever takes them with both hands in the preseason will get them. I'm expecting the, the senior guy, Aiden Caesar, to get one of those jerseys. I think he'll be the halfback. I do think the 5'8 spot is up for grabs, though, between Latu and uh, Bud Sullivan. Personally... I'd be leaning towards Bud, he'd be the guy I'd been leaning towards, but I also think Bud Sullivan to be honest, I think he's more of a halfback than a 5'8", I think he can play 5'8 at a pretty high click at the age he's at at the moment, but I think eventually he will be a halfback, so as much as Benji has sort of just mentioned those names, I do think Aiden Caesar will be the halfback, I think that makes the most sense, the most experienced guy there, and then I think one of these two young guns will be the 5'8", is it possible for these two to be the half and 5'8", I think so, I think Benji's making that very very clear that if they own the trials, they tick all the right boxes, they do all the right things, they show up in defence, maybe it could be we saw Wayne Bennett obviously go with Isaiah Cartel, we know that Benji Marshall uh, had plenty of flair in his, in his game and you know he had a coach like Tim Sheens that just allowed him to play his natural game as Timmy Sheens did with the Canberra Raiders in the early 90s, obviously it hasn't played out late in his career, but it's a completely different game of football, but I think we can see that Benji Marshall throughout his career, I think he, he is open to going with youth, so I think if these two do dominate the preseason and they are impressive throughout the preseason season and the trials, I think they are a genuine chance to start in the halves. Personally though, I would be betting on Aiden Caesar being the halfback and Bud Sullivan being the 5'8", but I love that Benji has come out and publicly said essentially to Latu, hey, if you're fucking good enough, I'll pick you. you just got to show me that you're up to it. you got to show me that you're ready to play first grade football. So super, super exciting times at the West Tigers. They've now got a halfback um, you know, in Aiden Caesar. If not, they've got Bud Sullivan. They've got young guys coming through. They've got the hooker. They've got the forward pack. Uh, There really is no reason why the Tigers shouldn't jump out of that bottom four next year. So now that Benji's got full control of things, very, very excited to see how it plays out. And not that, you know, I'm not saying that it's good to lose Luke Brooks, but you are now going in with a completely different dynamic at halfback, which I think is great for Luke Brooks. And I think it's great for the West Tigers as well. I think change was necessary. And I think a fresh start for them and a fresh, uh, just a makeover of everything they know that, you know, these guys aren't coming in with scars previously at the West Tigers. They start fresh with Benji and I'm super excited to see how it plays out the next one Jaden Campbell the superstar from the Gold Coast Titans shout out to the Titans too putting up a heap of content over the last few days of them returning to training I love the footage of Des Hasler standing at the front gate shaking everyone's hand as they walk in I am so excited to see what happens with the Gold Coast Titans under Desi Hasler am I tipping them to do unbelievable things I'm not, I'm not sure how they're going to go to be honest with you but fuck they're going to be interesting yeah, if nothing else the Gold Coast Titans are going to be super interesting and I can't wait to watch how it plays out. We know that... Des Hasler, uh, he's got a reputation for some of the hardest pre-seasons we've ever seen. But it's what those great Manly sides were built off in the mid two thousands, and some of the great players uh, have come from those sides. And the Desi Hasler sides, he's, we've seen him previously have Dally M winning season with fullbacks with Ben Barber at the Canterbury Bulldogs, with Tom Chavoyevich at the Manly Seagulls. Uh, obviously, Brett Stewart was a great of our game for a very long time. Was always at the top of his game. So personally, Jaden Campbell, I can't wait to see how this plays out with him and Desi. Jaden Campbell says he will let his training do the talking as he presses his claim for the Titans' fullback jersey. He also says he is a team player and he will play wherever his team needs him, though. Getting a lot of questions from Gold Coast Titans fans. How would I do it? Who do I think is the better fullback? Personally, I think the better fullback is AJ Brimson. But I don't think you can fit Jaden Campbell anywhere else. And people are saying chuck him at centre, chuck him at wing, chuck him at 5'8". Just chuck him somewhere. It's not that easy. I'm sorry, but the bloke, he can't hold his own in defence at the moment. Uh, And I think that if you put him out there, I guarantee you opposition coaches and ball players you write the game plan for them to just go at Jaden Campbell and we have seen it time and time again when he's been forced to defend in the front line so for me I think AJ Brimson is the better fullback but I think the best fit for the Gold Coast Titans to get all these guns into the side is to have him at 5'8 or centre and to have Jaden Campbell at, in the fullback role because I don't think you can play JC anywhere else uh, but I'm very very keen to see what Desi gets out of him and you know that's really unfair to AJ Brimson because uh, I think he earned the opportunity to be the fullback there but when you've got a talent like Jaden Campbell I think you just could get him into the side somewhere so very interesting how it plays out I think that the advantage of the Titans has been over the last year is that they've had injuries so both guys have been able to get a shot in different positions hopefully they go injury free this year and Des Hasler has to make some tough decisions and he's able to get the very best out of everyone but I think is the best fullback but I think the way that this Gold Coast Titans squad is built I think it's best suited for him to be at 5'8", Foss at 7 and JFC at, at at fullback, and I feel very, very sorry for Tanner Boyd. Maybe he's your 14. I'm not quite sure what they'll do there. You've obviously got Sam Verrills, you know, Chr- Chrissy Randall could be a 14. Aaron Clark's got to fit somewhere. Uh, but this is the beauty of having a, you know, depth squad. This is what you want. You want to have depth in your squad. You want guys to be fighting for positions. You want guys that when they get injured or suspended, go, fuck, I might not get this jersey back, because you want guys to be competing at all times. So, as much as it seems like a negative for the Gold Coast Titans trying to Work out who plays where and who plays their best position where. Honestly, competition for spots. It is a fantastic thing to have in rugby league. And the Gold Coast Titans, for a long time, they haven't had that. I'll tell you what, you're much better off having it. The headaches you want to have are, fuck, where do we put our gun players? Not shit. Who can we scrape together to make a good 13 here? So very good situation the Gold Coast Titans are finding themselves in at the moment. Nathan Brown, uh, obviously of the player variety. He is with the Sydney Roosters. He obviously featured in the grand final for the Eels in 2022 out of absolutely nowhere. Uh, Was at the Roosters last year. He played a bit of footy, not a heap. I thought he'd play a little bit more. I think Brownie's still got a lot more to offer. I've always been a Nathan Brown fan. He's got a couple of screws loose, uh, which I love in my footballers and I love in my middle forwards. Uh, I think he brings a lot of aggression, Brownie. I think he just needs someone to put his arm around him and really back him. I think he gets some good footy out of him. Handy ball player, nice offload, gets through a heap of work. I think he's a handy player. Anthony Seabold admits the Sea Eagles are in talks to sign Nathan Brown. The quote, we're looking to bring him in because he has experience and aggression, he said. I completely agree. I think as well, he is an older head. He's a guy that's been through the highs of rugby league. He's played origin, played in the grand final. He's also been through the shit of rugby league where he can't get into a team. He moves clubs. He can't get into that team. He's had a few injuries and whatnot. Brownie as well. So I think he'd be a really good guy to add to their team and I do look at the Manly Seagulls uh, and obviously towards the back end of the season, they were really lacking middle forwards. Uh, there was a chance that AFB could have landed there. It looks like that won't play out. So I personally think Nathan Brown would be a very good signing, even if he's not in your starting team, on the bench or even as your next forward to step up. He can play edge. He can play lock. He can play front row forward. He can do it all, Nathan Brown, uh, and he will do it all at a high click as well. So I'd be more than happy to throw Brownie a lifeline. I think there should be a few clubs lining up for him. Shout out to him. Got engaged the other day too. Fantastic for Nathan Brown. This one's interesting. Jason Tamalolo, JT up at the North Queensland Cowboys. Michael Carianas believes Tamalolo is now only worth 650 k per season and believes the Cowboys should look to move him on. And you know what? I think 650K, uh, I think that's, you know, reasonably fair. I think he's a little bit worth a little bit more than that. I think that quite often, and I see it a lot with journos nowadays, they get, you know, wrapped up in stats and numbers and all this sort of stuff and comparing it to years ago. I think you've got to also appreciate the experience that Jason Tamalolo brings. And whilst I don't think he is the guy he was a couple of years ago, it was going to be impossible for him to stay that guy forever. So I think we are comparing him to that standard. I personally think he is worth a little bit more than 650 50k, do I think he's a million dollar forward? No, but even at his peak, I didn't think he was, nor do I think Payne Haas is. I don't think there's any forward in rugby league that I'd be willing to pay a million dollars for right now. I think Jason Taumalolo though, around the seven to 800k mark, for the experience you're getting and for what he's done for the club and, you know, for the age he's getting to bring the new guys in and whatnot, I think that you need to utilise him a little bit better. I think he's not a battering ramp anymore. I think you've just got to use him in limited minutes, but you can get a lot out of him. When, when he plays nowadays, he generates a lot of metres, he generates a lot of momentum for the North Queens and Cowboys, but... He's not playing 70, 80 minutes, so the numbers aren't as impressive. But I still think he brings a lot of impact to the North Queensland Cowboys. So I personally think only worth 650K. He's a premiership winner. He's played a lot of rent football. He's been through a lot, Tamalolo. I personally think that's a little bit unders, to be honest with you. I think around the 7, 800K mark, I think that's good as gold. Over that, then we're starting to have a different conversation. But I think 750K, I don't think that's his value. I sort of think that's his floor at the moment. I still think we're sleeping on the what the experience that some guys bring to teams. Speaking of experience, this one is a curly one. Michael Jennings... The Roosters have reportedly signed Michael Jennings on a train and trial deal for 2024. That's coming from the Daily Telegraph. And from what I've been told, this is true, which is a very, very interesting one. Now, obviously, Trent Robinson, the head coach of the Sydney Roosters, he was the head coach in 2013 when they won that premiership. It was Robbo's first year of coaching. And Jenko was one of his first recruits. You will remember in that offseason, the Roosters signed Michael Jennings, Sonny Bill Williams and James Maloney. And obviously, when you look back at that team, I think Sonny Bill and Maloney, they get all the credit, but you have a look at the try that really broke open that grand final, and it was Michael Jennings with the Superman, Uh, but you have a look at that grand final as well, you know, that try was huge James Maloney, his second half was unbelievable, he put in that kick for Michael Jennings as well, I believe he put in the kick for Daniel Tupu to score, and Sonny Bill Williams, he blew it away uh, in the second half of that game to get the Roosters back into it so, three very important signings back then, Uh, and Jennings, he's obviously been serving a drug ban, I believe that that ends at the end of this season Uh, so he's been out of the game for a couple of years, I think He's also 35 years of age. So very interesting to see if Jenko has still got what it takes. Obviously, he was lightning quick back in his day. Does he still have that? I probably doubt it. But once again, between the years and experience and everything, it's interesting the role it can play. In saying that, do the Roosters need another centre? In my opinion, they've got too many fucking good centres right now to deal with. Do they need to give Janko an opportunity? Look, if it's in reserve grade and Trent Robinson has previously got the best out of Janko, which he has, I, I don't have a huge problem with this. If it's a train and trial, we see how we go. I don't think Robo would be making any promises. Uh, and I think it'll be really good for some young guys like Billy Smith to go head-to-head with an experienced guy like him, I'm sure. Billy Smith and these guys, they'll be faster. They'll be more electric. But experience-wise, I think Jenko will bring a lot. So I'm not saying the Roosters should sign him on a first-grade contract, but when you're bringing a guy with his experience and his ability, who's been there, done it before, and won premierships with this club, I really don't have a problem with him joining preseason and seeing what happens. See how it plays out. If it goes to shit, what have you lost? It's a train and trial deal. Give us a fuck. If it goes well, my God, you've got yourself a fantastic story and you've got y- yourself a very experienced guy in this squad that can help out a backline of superstars but a backline of young superstars as well. So I think it would be really good to have him around. I, all, I all, you know, I also have a look at the career of James Tedesco and the role that Anthony Minacello played. I know he wasn't playing at the time but around the squad and I've spoken to Mini and how much he's helped Teddy and whatnot. So I think Jenko could be fantastic for some of their young guys and really be able to help them out. Kai Pierce-Paul, one of my could-be-anythings coming over from England. He will land at the Newcastle Knights. I'm expecting him to be a back-rower for the Knights. Uh, Obviously, they've got a spot that has opened up up there. Lachlan Fitzgibbon has departed. Tyson Rizal, he was on the ride last year. Whether he plays left or right, we'll have to wait and see. Obviously, defensively, that left side, there's been a few issues there, so I'm keen to see what they do. Uh, They've got guys like Cartwright, Dylan Lucas, but I reckon Kai Pierce-Paul is the real wild card, and if I had to back someone to make it at the moment, I would throw my on Kai Pierce-Paul and I reckon you'd get good value there as well. Very talented guy who's got a lot to offer. Kai Pierce-Paul has revealed the Dolphins and Bulldogs both tried to sign him. It was a tough decision but I chose Newcastle in the end. I went with my gut, he said. And I think it's going to be a very, very good shout for Kai Pierce-Paul. As we know, with English players coming over the NRL, it can be very hit and miss. The thing that I like about the Newcastle Knights is that they've got some runs on the board. Obviously brought over Dom Young. He started very hit and miss. We're all very worried about how Dom Young would play out. I going to be one of the best outside backs in rugby league now. So, Kai Pierce Paul, he's a big, lanky body. I think he's built for the modern game. I'm very keen to see how he handles the NRL defensively and the wrestling and everything. I think it is a new level to go to, but very, very excited uh, to get a look at Kai Pierce Paul. And I think he's going to be a super coach guy. We're going to be talking about quite a bit next season. Uh, Wayne Bennett. Wayne Bennett has declared he is open to all offers from 2025 onwards. I will certainly consider anything I can do to remain in the game moving forward, he added. This will be really interesting. Uh, Obviously, if there is a new club brought into the NRL, uh, you've seen what Wayne Bennett's done with the Dolphins and what he's built there. I would seriously, seriously consider throwing a lifeline. uh, Not a lifeline. uh, You're probably throwing yourself a lifeline getting Wayne Bennett. I would be trying to get Wayne Bennett within that system. Even if it's not as head coach, uh, if it can be, gun. If it's not, so be it. That's completely fine. I would be more than happy to have Wayne Bennett in the building. Uh, And there's a number of clubs out there that I think it would be worthwhile having Wayne Bennett in the building. Someone of his stature. You look at the Dragons back in the day. Nathan Brown took them as far as he possibly could. Uh, And then you needed someone like Wayne Bennett to come in and just put the icing on the cake. And obviously they killed it in 09 and then delivered the premiership in 2010. I look at the Parramatta Eels. Maybe they're one of those sides. He could go there and play a similar role with Brad Arthur. I just think Wayne Bennett, he is... such a unique character. There's not many of them in rugby league. And if you're you're able to bring him inside your building and he's able to just take you that next step to that next level, the Cronulla Sharks is another one that I would seriously consider. Uh, Obviously, Wayne, I would say that he coached Craig Fitzgibbon on a number of occasions with the Kangaroos. Maybe like, uh, I reckon one of those clubs that's just on the verge of something special but seems to struggle just to get to that next level. Maybe Wayne Bennett could be the thing that could solve that. Very, very interesting. Uh, Guys, that will do us today. They are all the news topics. That we're covering from the last couple of days, Uh, we'll have more content coming your way. Just remind you guys: next week, our plan is to have uh, a week or two off the podcast, Uh, so there might be a couple of throwback content coming your way, but very, very limited content coming on the podcast over the next couple of weeks from Friday onwards. We're going to take a little bit of a spell, uh, and then we're actually going to kick off again in December. So we'll do a bit more Q and A sort of stuff there. the The December catalog probably won't be as heavy as the regular season. In fact, I can guarantee you it won't be as heavy as the regular season, Uh, but November, probably from about November 13th. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. To probably december we will be having a little bit of a spell so brace yourself for that you can go back to the catalog of podcasts we'll have a couple of throwback episodes coming your way as well so plenty coming your way on the rugby league guru podcast but prepare yourself for a little spell coming soon